Let's go back in time to learn the secrets of the past. See what love looks like when peering through rose-colored glass. Hindsight's 2020 or 13 to be exact. So let's dive into ancient history. Welcome back to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast presents extra credit colon ancient history. The Bachelor, <laughs> Bachelorette, ye old pod situation <laughs> that asks the question. Zavi, mm-hmm. B-O-H-N-F-T, how about it? Oh, no. Why is this happening? <laughs> no, I think that's the worst idea that I've ever had. Yeah. But I thought, let's drink some letters together. Oh, yeah. Well, we are. I, I realized I sent a text to my partner, A.V. Hi, shout out, A.V. Earliest you've ever been mentioned on the podcast. Uh, that we are recording today, B-O-H colon E-C colon A-K, which I've realized is the acronym that we have ended up with. Bokakek. Yeah, yes. Bokakek. I feel like yeah, there might yeah. have been a way to make it say like cake or something. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's bow cake. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we're not doing an NFT, listeners. Thank goodness. Thank God. And it's because of generous Patreon donors like you <laughs> that we do not have to enter the metaverse. <sighs> yes, this is our Bachelor of Hearts off-season series extra credit. The way that it works is this. My name Max Quinn. Hello. That right there, my dear friend, Xavier Rabetsky noonan Hi, Xavier. Hello, and hello to all of our listeners on Web 3.0. It's the new <laughs> one. Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah, so uh, here's, here's what we do. We talk about The Bachelor, and in this part of the podcast that you will get for free, you will receive, get this, a bit of chit-chat and a <laughs> bit of Batch World catch-up. That's then, right. after that... Here, here's where it gets interesting. We are recapping The Bachelor Australia Season 1, Episodes 7 and 8? Eight? 8 and 9. 8 and 9. 8 and 9. Yep, look, lots of good stuff going on here on Bukakek. And if you're hearing this part, it means either you have got the free version, you're listening to the preview in our main feed, or we didn't cut this part out <laughs> of the other feed. Hey, Xavier, why don't you tell them the Patreon benefits? Sure. Well, uh, you know what? Before we begin, actually, before we even do that, um, I do just want to acknowledge that we are recording today on the unceded lands of the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. Um, and we want to pay our respects to the traditional owners and custodians of this land. Um, we extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander and First Nations people who may be listening. As for the Patreon benefits, <laughs> uh, if you are... We've got to stop putting those two things together. I know, it feels yucky. Here's, here's how it works, listeners. If you go $5 a month, we'll give you two episodes bonus a month. What about that? Head on down to patreon.com slash bohpod to join the illustrious ranks. If you so happen to want to spend even more money than that, and uh, for these people we are eternally grateful and thankful, uh, you can do. You, I can't stop you from sending you friends sending us as much money as you like. There are people who are giving us ten dollars a month. These people are an illustrious group, uh, and the only way that we know how to thank them because the money conversation really makes us feel a bit weird is to thank them via the ancient art of pokey rap. 
Alba, Evie, Nell, Sarah. Wait, I, I did it wrong. Hang on. <laughs> Wait, let me, okay. Alba, Evie, Nell, Sarah, Katie. Nice. We have an exciting episode coming up. Uh, broom, broom. Bitches know I can't keep making this reference forever. Uh, this week, the Bachelor Australia sets a course for romance with a trip to Western Australia. And of course, we see the impacts of some very big moments. Uh, the first ever injury and the first ever debilitating phobia. Um, mm. Both of which substantially change the course of this season and the show uh, as it continues. Um, plus, of course, we are setting the stage for The Bachelor Australia's first real Madonna whore dichotomy, which I think will go on to be an element of, if not the foundation of, every single season of this show. I have a lot of questions about that, but I have another question before we get there. What's that? Is it time for a Batch World Catch Up? You better believe it. So before we take our time machine back to 2013 and talk about the first season of Australian Bachelor got to talk about the stuff that's been happening since the last time we chatted to you people. First and foremost, a huge announcement rocked Bachelor Nation this week, uh, I guess. Or, you know, when I say this week, I mean like roughly two weeks ago by the time you hear this. Mm. But anyway, the Queensland era is upon us. We love it. On April 2nd, Queensland premiere, Anastasia Palachuk. Catherine, Ka Caroline Polachek announced that The Bachelor Australia season 10 will be filmed on the Gold Coast. Fuck yeah. And will create around 80 local jobs and contribute an estimated $4.1 million into the Queensland economy. Curious about what that means. Uh, this is the first time that the show has been filmed outside of New South Wales, and we predict that a fresh backdrop will create some new opportunities to bring energy and life into the franchise. We eagerly await and anticipate brand new dates, such as going in a boat from somewhere in Queensland to somewhere <laughs> else in Queensland, being flown in a helicopter from somewhere in Queensland to somewhere else in Queensland, uh, driving in a car, etc., etc. If nothing else, I've been thinking about this, it will provide a meaningful quality of life upgrade for the perennially underdressed bachelorettes who will experience somewhat warmer conditions in the Sunshine State. The 10th season, which otherwise remains shrouded in mystery, will begin filming in May for three months. So we may be waiting a little while to see the episodes, but we should start to see some more information dripping out before too long. Uh, Warner Brothers International Television Productions Managing Director Michael Brooks. A wow, you've gone deep. A sentence I practiced saying. <laughs> uh, is quoted in the press release announcing the move, saying, quote, Our beautiful new surroundings on the Gold Coast are one of many new creative changes in what will be a very bold, daring, and exciting 10th oh, season of The Bachelor maps. Australia. I fucking can't wait. They are, they've realized they need to reinvigorate the franchise. I'm reading the tea leaves. Mm -hmm. I'm so excited about this. I'm fascinated, you know, and it's like it remains to be seen, actually, whether that, that what, what that might mean. It could, at this point, mean anything it could also mean nothing i think they're going full trash i can't wait i hope so like the, the, the the thing about the gold coast and not to make a generalization is it doesn't quite have the same reputation as sydney does and sydney is a bad city i'll be the first to say it mm -hmm. um but you know the gold coast uh is 
what would you say? It's like almost like Australia's Florida, or you know, Queensland yeah, is like. Yeah, the... I mean, let's say Queensland is Australia's Florida, and the Gold Coast is Miami. Yeah, yeah, I can, I, I feel like that's a pretty good parallel. I wonder what it means. I wonder, you know, part of me is like, well, I mean, that's the thing you would say if you were Warner Brothers International Television Productions managing director Michael Brooks. Brooksy. <laughs> Um, but you know, we 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 have talked long about the uh, the need for uh, change in direction and uh, focus for this show. So uh, they seem to at least be aware that the conversation is being had. Whether you yeah. know, however, this means that they're going to approach the future. It's hard to say. And look, listeners, or uh, Brooksy, you can go back <laughs> in the Bachelor of Hearts uh, main feed podcast feed where we did an off season episode last year with a bunch of ideas to reinvigorate. The franchise from the point at which, uh, well, things were lying between the shit show that was the last Bachelor season and the glory that was the last Bachelorette season. Right. And if you are uh, Warner Brothers International Television Productions Managing Director Michael Brooks and you're feeling a little Brooks bit C. feeling a little bit skittish about having made this big declarative statement and you're thinking, mm. oh, fuck, how are we actually going to do that? Give it a listen. Maybe, uh, maybe yeah. get, get your boys in on the conversation, you know? Uh, I do also want to just quickly check in with uh, some hints, some some sort of rumors and uh, scuttlebutt that's being passed around on the deepest. Oh yeah, but that scuttlebutt. Yeah, uh, on the deepest, darkest corners of the Australian batchy sphere, uh, there are whispers, hints, and rumors being passed around. Mere speculation, mind you, mm. from untrustworthy, overactive minds, unstimulated by their twice weekly feeding from the official Bachelor content trough, concerning the possibility of. Bachelorette season four runner-up Todd King uh, as the potential lead of season 10. Now, I have heard a few different rumors myself this year, uh, including one in which Bachelor and Bachelorette are lumped into one boundary-pushing double lead season. Oh, I love it. Which is interesting. It does seem to me to guarantee only half as much advertiser money which feels like that just kind of rules it out. It's like, ah, oh, what if we mm. only filled half as many weeknights with this uh, true, true. ratings went on? Um, there's also a rumor that I've heard where The Bachelor will have two male leads for the first time ever, uh, echoing the Ellie and Becky season or the forthcoming Rachel Reckia and, God, what the fuck is her name? It would have been good to write this down. Caroline Polachek. Caroline Polachek season that will be airing in the US shortly. Uh... They've been talking about having two male leads, one heterosexual and one not so much, um, which I, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know. The two genders. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, there could, <laughs> one is definitely going to be heterosexual because we need to please the heartland or whatever it is. Sure, sure. Uh, and yeah. then one of them, question mark, question mark, question mark. I, I don't know if that's true. It feels like too big of a risk. It feels like I agree. too big of a risk and not the type of risk that they would actually guarantee getting anything from. No. Um, I do think that this more conservative choice of picking Todd does sound reasonably likely, if not especially favorable, at least as far as mm -hmm. I'm concerned. Let me tell you about the, the hints and clues, okay? Okay. So Todd recently flew to Sydney, Australia for a conveniently timed trip where he could have met with Channel 10 executives and signed his contracts and stuff like that. Sure. He recently shaved off his bleach blonde hair just in time to grow it out into a perfect batchy do. Mm. And a recent Instagram post on his feed shows him posing in a rose patterned white t-shirt. I mean, look, 
the the hints are there for those who want to find them. Uh, nothing particularly concrete at this point, but it just feels like it might be worth addressing. Uh, but Max, how would you feel about Australia's 2022 Bachelor, the one coming, as you say, directly after the most socially progressive season that we have seen of the show, being a cop? Yeah, it's hard. So there's a dichotomy that I want to draw there. I liked Todd on Ali's season. Me too. I thought Todd was fun. I think his Instagram posts are funny. Mm-hmm. I I think the uh, the discourse has shifted around uh, police work and the nature of it in this country. It's possible that Todd could be more than his profession. I hope that's true. And I imagine that will be part of the focus. Um, the only thing is are we there will be some of him like posing in uniform and that kind of thing. And then they'll also yeah. be like, but before you judge, you know, and I'm just like, is mm-hmm. that a, is that a storyline we need? If there's any face that you want to put forward from this franchise, Todd King's not bad. He's higher on the list. Like, I agree. He seems pretty good. Don't you think like there was a, there was the Todd Abbey Chatfield kind of yes. uh, situation a few years ago where maybe there was some flirting happening there. Yeah. I think that that helped him to remain part of the conversation in a way. Yeah. Yeah. He's there's a character from the franchise, let's call him. Mm. I'm open to that return. Mm. Um, but I don't think it is the most exciting choice that they could make. Um, and if, you know, we're getting promises that this is going to be a bold, uh, daring, you know, new shift or whatever, mm. I hope they find a way to make that happen with whoever the lead is. Um, yeah. But, you know, and maybe maybe the direction for this franchise isn't just having the exciting thing about it be who the lead is. Yeah, definitely. I feel like that's more where we're looking in terms of a bold and exciting new shift. Mm. I am suspicious, though, that the bold and exciting new shift might be instead of climbing the Blue Mountains, we're climbing Mount Warning. And I will (laughs) say to you that if that does not happen, to borrow uh, parlance from my beautiful wife, I will eat my hair. (laughs) Well, I look forward to that as an optional Patreon bonus uh, extra Knife and fork baby let's go watching max <laughs> we'll upload a video you can watch max eat his hair sounds good uh next story australia's third bachelorette and the lead of the most watched season of any australian bachelor show you know her you probably love her she's pretty great sophie Ooh. monk monksy has just gotten married wow oh, the process good. works we are so happy for Sophie Monk and her season's winner, Stu Laundy, and we wish them all the success in their new life together as a married couple. Incredible. Uh, cannot wait to uh, see how that couple begins to grow. What a great couple of months it has been for finalists in the 2017 season of The Bachelor. Now, Bachelor, Bachelorette, whatever. <laughs> this right. is the second marriage mm-hmm. in as many weeks who are we talking about with the other one? How am I missing this? Okay. She, um, I'm going to give you some hints here. <laughs> Had gastro. Oh, yeah, of course. Then. She got cove. Yeah. She got, she the, got cove. the cove. Yeah. Then she got married. Wow. That's humongous. Sophie Tiemann, Termalof, got married this week. Uh, that's incredible news. Sophie, congratulations. Is that real? Did that happen? Yeah. Wow. I mean, look, good good things come in threes, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> First you get the gastro, <laughs> then you get the COVID, then you get the the marriage. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I should clarify that Sophie Monk and Stu Laundy did not in fact get married. That was a huge lie. I have been fibbing to you. Uh, she did not marry Stu Laundy, although she was married. 
She married that guy she met on an airplane. You remember we talked about this a few oh, years yeah, ago? Oh, yeah, yeah, How nice. Yeah, so Sophie Monk and her partner, Joshua Gross, I want to say. I, it's got to be mm. Gross, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, were married at home along with their beautiful golden retriever named Bluey. Um, oh. I actually don't know if they married the dog as <laughs> well. So I should uh, probably check my sources on that. Uh, Bluey currently has 2,104 followers on Instagram, uh, much more than me. Uh, and they were photographed by, uh, Stella magazine for a big splashy cover story, probably netting them some big dollars in the process. We wish the newly married couple well and hope this surprise wedding signals a life full of pleasant surprises to come. Bloody lovely. Have you got anything else or is it my turn to go around the ground? <laughs> I have a couple more. I have a couple okay. more. Okay. Australia's first bachelorette, a uh, controversial figure in the, uh, the the world of our television program here. Oh, for 01, yeah. Mm-hmm. Home and Away star and noted anti-vaxxer Sam Frost has a new squeeze. And it's a face familiar to viewers of primetime entertainment on Network 10. It's Geordie Hansen, who had a long stint on the most recent season of Australian Survivor, Blood vs. Water. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I watched that season. Uh, I found this fellow Geordie to be particularly annoying. Uh, mm. Of all of the players of that season, he was my least favorite. Um, his main thing was saying that he was the Joker. Um, probably about 40 times an episode, he would be like, you know... <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to be the last one laughing because uh, you want to know how I got these scars at a tribal council. And, uh, you know, a lot of this, uh, a lot of this nonsense is very exhausting to watch. Uh, But of course, we're very happy for him and his new partner, anti-vaxxer Sam Frost. Also, I just really want to quickly give a shout out to friend of the podcast and ex-bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise player, Janie Burks who has appeared on our podcast a couple of times, a good friend of the show, and has written a Bachelor parody musical. This is so sick. Which is fucking cool. It's playing in Brisbane in early May. Uh, I am desperate to go and see it. Um, And I imagine there'll be some interest from our audiences as well. Uh, You can find all the details on Janie's socials at littlejaniedangerous, or just Google, will you accept this rose, a Bachelor musical parody? Bloody beautiful. That is all the news that's fit to use. Uh, 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 uh. Oh. I think that I might have some news A for little you, something, okay? something from the Quinn Corner. You're, look, investigative researcher over here, Max Quinn, has been doing some scouring. Okay. I got out my scalpel, <laughs> I got out my little spoon, and I've dug out of this information prison to bring you the news that really matters. Okay, Representative Quinn has the floor. Okay, ready for this? Guess who got some earrings at the night market? Oh my god. <laughs> That's right, it's Brooke Cleal. Good on you, Brooke. <laughs> What's, is this today? Last night. Last night, great. Um, <laughs> okay, good. Who's eating her mum's buns? Oh my god, I know this one. No, I don't. I don't know this one. What is? What are you talking about? Ali Ochin wow. is eating her mum's homemade buns. Are these hot cross? They are. They're the hot cross variety. Wow! Congratulations to Ali on this. Well and done, who's Ali. Eating Fro Pro protein pizza. Fro Pro protein pizza. Peri Peri chicken flavor. If that gives you any hints, I'm going to take a guess and say it's... they're actually low key stoked. I'm going to guess it's Tate Radley. Oh, 
very good guess, but no, it's Holly from last season. Oh, that makes sense. She always struck me as a Perry Perry lass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, a couple more here. Please. Um, here's some of this news about Ellie Miles. Sure. Yeah. What's going on? Okay. So see if you can decode this. Guys, are there any Easter eggs, brackets, not shitty regrets, brackets, around in Newey? Huh. Uh, I mean, like Easter eggs might be referring to like something you weren't expecting to find on like a DVD menu or something. Is that? I don't, yeah, look, I am. <laughs> I think that Ellie is now just outsourcing her search for men, right? To IG, right? So Easter eggs being the term that she's using for people to hook up with. It must be. I don't know. Not shitty regrets. Mm. Doesn't rhyme or anything. Is no. I don't. I, I can't follow it. Really hard. And then finally in the Batch World catch-up for this week, Jimmy Nicholson bought some knives. Hey, good work, Jimmy. And you, I hope you use them for the right reasons. <laughs> really good stuff. Uh, glad we stopped off to do that, as always. Um, <laughs> I do want to, now that we've talked about everything that's happening this week, I want to take us back to the year mm. 2013 in a little segment that I'm calling Tales from the Time Machine. <laughs> <laughs> Should this segment have a name? I don't know. Uh, but why not? Uh, here's some stuff I found online about the show from the time that these episodes were initially airing. Ashley Crab, who was booted, Crab, who was booted from the show in episode six, who we'll, we will not be talking about anymore on these episodes, was interviewed for a blog called The Style Trust in their segment Bags of Style, where Ashley was asked about her <laughs> bag of choice and what's in it. Oh yeah, this is a, a classic thing that uh, all of these. Uh, websites, fashion mags do. Danny used to do one for Vogue. I'm pretty sure that was what's in your handbag. Right. Yeah. So for those of you who are curious, she carries a Proenza Schuler PS11 tote, which contains a Marc Jacobs mirror compact to make sure there's nothing in her teeth, some Australian Bushflower Essences intensive hand cream, and cheap sunglasses from Sports Girl because she's just going to lose them anyway, uh, among other things. Ashley says the Proenza is her dream bag, but if she were to cheat on it, she'd love a maroon color Prada bag, similar to the one that Miranda Kerr is often photographed with. And if she was a designer bag, she would definitely be a, a Givenchy. I'm guessing that's how that is. Yeah. Uh, Pandora. Yeah. And one of the that's one of the only bags that can pull off a unique look yet is still a classic. So good to check in with Ashley Crabb. She also wrote a piece during this week for the Sydney Morning Herald in which she explains for the first time viewers that the reality of making the show is not as glamorous as it may seem with the headline, quote, my unromantic time with the bachelor, Tim Robards. Some choice quotes from this article include, quote, unfortunately, the bachelor really is what it seems. A bunch of girls hanging out in a house waiting for a man to give them permission to leave. No. Interestingly, she also says that, quote, many of those eliminated could have been the kind of person who Tim would have hit it off with in the real world. However, they weren't playing the game in the right way. Oh, on my last night, Tim said to me that they needed girls on the show who could talk to him easily on camera and make him feel more comfortable. And I know I didn't do that. Good Lord. I need you to do the work for me because I'm not good at my job. (laughs) Right. Basically, that's the vibe. Um, and also like all of this is fake. It's a game and we just need the best people to be on television. 
openly admitting it. Uh, we love to see it. Uh, interestingly, that is all I could find on Google for this week uh, in history. I don't know why the mysterious Ashley Crab is the Double only crab. person whose articles are still available. <coughs> I also want to briefly address the elephant in the room. I got a sore throat. <laughs> Waiting for my PCR test to come back. No, my friend. She'll be my right. Friend. Yeah. Uh, my beautiful wife, Evie, who I did mention at the start of the show, has COVID. Everybody uh, sent her well wishes. Or send them to me. I don't know. <laughs> All right. That's the end of the free bit, right? Yep. This is it. Look, it is time for us to go uh, behind the paywall, sneak around. And um, listeners, if uh, that means that it's time for you to go, then it's time for me to say to you, well... It's always time to reconsider, but in the interim, we love you. We love you. And in fact, toodaloo. Uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Goodbye.